Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 44 of Dole Whips and Double Doubles. My name is Ryan Miller, and sitting beside me, as always, is my wife, Lauren. Hello. We are one half of the Double Doubles, and joining us virtually, as always, we have Ryan and Lauren in London, Ontario. Hello. Welcome, everybody. Um, we figured that this week would be a good time to talk about some Disney updates. Like bombshells. Bombshells. We've had a few <laughs> over the past couple of weeks. We've had um, some news dropped from, from Disney. And I think it's just something that we should talk about just to sort of gauge our reaction and maybe our speculation as to what is um, potentially coming or not not coming or yeah well, these are things that um the, the news like really affects the guest experience at disney so i think it's i think you know we kind of can't stop talking about it yeah. we have a lot of feelings <laughs> so we need to talk about it um, out in the open yeah, uh, and I together think a lot of people are will be affected by these um these announcements yeah so I think it's good to talk about, but these are announcements that make me like a little bit sad. Yes. Or a lot sad. So, yeah. So let's start talking about it. And, uh, and yeah, we'll have tissues on standby, I guess. <laughs> um, let's start over in California. Um, and Disneyland hasn't even reopened yet. Uh, and we had a huge announcement that uh, Disney is canceling um their annual pass program uh for for the year and uh and has not announced a replacement for it but they did say they said it was coming there will be something put in place but it will it will look different yes but um i mean yeah like you that it sounds so dramatic and i think it is if you are if you're a local... And I think recognizing that Disneyland in California is such a local park, really, it's it's bread and butter is locals going. And, uh, and I mean, right now, no one is going. Um, <laughs> but well, that's not true. They're going to vaccinate people. They're that's true. Going. It's going to be a vaccination center. Yeah, in there, I think it's the cast parking lot. There's yeah. a couple cast parking lots that will be vaccination that would have been pretty boss for them to like vaccinate like in in the lobby of the castle i was gonna say sleeping beauty castle and like characters are giving you the vaccine (laughs) i mean as much as that would be fun i don't trust a character to find uh my arm (laughs) to put a vaccine in (laughs) like maybe it doesn't uh, have to be your arm we don't know they haven't (laughs) studied if you know it's it's any less effective wherever it's injected we don't know that um but uh, no i think this is uh, i think it, i really think this is disney sending a message of things have to change and this is where it starts i mean i i don't want to be so dramatic or so negative that that's the message but i just you know again and we'll talk about the other two messages the other two changes as well it, the timing seems really stark the beginning of the year uh, obviously we don't know when Disneyland's going to open to me. This just sounds like Disney saying, okay, prepare yourself annual pass holders again in California. It's a very different, uh, demographic or, or the majority of their visitors are annual pass holders yeah. and locals, uh, versus Disney world where the majority of their guests are international visitors. Um, so to me, this just was 
sounded, you know, very much like a Disney way of saying, brace yourself, things are coming. Um, we're going to try our best to make it fun and magical and nice, but it's not going to be what you're used to. Well, I think we, like we were talking earlier and Disneyland, like they don't really even have the same annual passes at, as they do at Walt Disney World. Like they're, they have a lot of different tiers, um, tiers right? and then they also, I'm sure they do at Disney World as well, but they never maybe reach that cap, but there is a cap on certain on the on the passes yeah and at disneyland they sell out of those yeah. annual passes every year because there is um, there are smaller parks yeah. and i've also sort of heard like people were saying well disney disneyland doesn't make money off of their annual pass holders um really? which well like i don't know maybe I, it yeah. depends how local you are like you know if well, you're and i've heard if you're so oh, close, like you don't come and buy food. There. I was just going to say right, a lot of yeah. locals will come or they'll come and just buy food, but their tickets are already paid for. So they're not buying souvenirs. They're not staying the whole day and buying three different meals. They're buying one, you know, or, um, and they are taking up a, a spot per se. Well, um, and if they choose to go, uh, like, let's say, uh, you know, we've got an afternoon, like, let's just go for the afternoon and, and hang out at Disney um or or after dinner like go for the evening you can you can do that and then not have to buy a meal um or so. they're not they're probably not buying um max pass as often as somebody who's spending like four days there at the hotel yeah um i don't know i'm sure there are people who do and then the other thing is you have those pass holders who are not local but still go multiple times a year yeah um so i i mean that it would it would feel really bad if you were like if you were a pass holder and then suddenly you're told, you know, for the next year you can't be and you're not really sure what that looks like. And I mean, some people have been pass holders for decades. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I also like, you know, I understand you have to understand because, yeah, like you said, Ryan, we don't know when this park is reopening. Um, and also, I think like, what will their capacity be when they open, and yeah. how do you? How do you navigate a park reservation system, which I'm assuming they would do, but we don't know, um, at, with your local, like with all of your pass holders? And how yeah. do you set up tiers for each pass holder? And does one have more access than the other? Um, so I think maybe for in, in uh, you know, like looking forward to when they do reopen, it's kind of leveling the playing field for people, I guess. I think so. I mean, there's also opportunities and yeah, we're purely speculating at this point because there's no, we know that Disney has announced that something will replace annual passes, but we don't know what that something is. And just off the top of my head, I'm thinking like, obviously with a, a park reservation system um, that allows Disney to get a, an accurate representation of how many people are going to be in the parks um, on a on a given day and allow them to do some crowd control that way. Um, but I think you would, so based on those reservations, like would a new uh, annual pass or, or something like it have restrictions on, let's say, the number of days that you can make reservations for in advance? So if you can only make reservations, uh, you can make like, three park reservations before you have to use one of them um you know that opens up the the possibility of disney sort of knowing 
um, that there's a restriction on the number of people who will have park reservations and does that allow them to sell more annual passes? Uh, I'm sure there's like, ultimately we know that it's going to come down to some amount of money. That's, that's the important part for, for Disney to, to make as much money as possible. I would expect that whatever the passes are coming are going to be m more expensive. Cause I remember, was it two years ago or, or last year, the annual pass price, um, jumped up a significant amount i think that was two years ago but i, I think there was, was two years ago. i think there's been an increase sort of each year yeah but there was like a major jump yes. because it it was obvious that um you know for really a, a a pretty reasonable price you had locals who were able to go to disney every day of the year if they wanted to and that um I don't know. I think Disney, if they, if they think that people can pay more or will pay more, um, you know, they're going to take that opportunity. Well, also as locals, like we've never been able to experience this, but um, if you're local uh, for Disneyland and Disney world, there, there's like a monthly payment plan. Yes. And that no makes way. it, yeah. That's awesome. And so that makes it way more manageable, especially if you're a family. Yeah, if you don't somehow have to come up with all the money up front. Yeah. <laughs> and just, or like, you know, buy it, put it on a credit card and pay that off because that's, that's a bad idea. But, but those are the kinds of things that with rolling out their new system, like their new, whatever the annual pass is to come, like there may not be that option for everybody. Yeah. So there will probably be, I mean, almost definitely be annual passes, but they'll probably look different, um, different pricing. Maybe um, some restrictions. Yeah, who's to say? But our, uh, I, my apologies go out to all of you who have lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, it's true. Passes. This is a, it does feel a little bit more somber. You yeah. know, you know, because uh, we do understand that those who have those passes are. You know, you you you're used to the the park experience, and um, and it's certainly not up to you to to have this canceled on us. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we do we do understand that it's it's uh, it does feel quite somber well, and, and I, almost um, like a, like a grieving process. Yeah, I know. Also, that um, like I I saw online people saying, you know, like I was happy for Disney to hold on to my money until they became available again. Like, just because then it makes you feel like, well, once the park's open, then my pass can be activated again. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's fine. And now that's And you have something gone. to look forward to. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. That's been, what we're all missing. And they've been canceled and there are refunds available yeah. for, for people um, on the time that they're missing out on. Like, that's that's significant for Disney to be well, like, say. We, don't, we, <laughs> we don't like the current annual pass set up so much that we've decided to cancel it and give you money back i know i really feel that to me is what strikes this as being a little bit more of a serious switch in the process of annual passes the fact that they're not going to allow those with existing passes to just run out the clock yeah but instead are going to refund i think that that to me signals a stark difference well, on or on even to forward. just like transfer that balance to yeah. something that's like kind of equivalent yeah. right yeah just this makes me feel a, like a clean disney slate. saying this is our new plan we know you're not gonna like it so 
if you want to get in on it, this is what we're offering. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe it takes the sting. Well, not the sting away, but, um, it's a little bit easier to separate the two. If you're like, we're canceling annual passes now. And then when they bring in a new system, uh, I would assume we're looking at 2022. Um, if you bring in a new system that is significantly different and probably much more expensive, um, it is something that is, uh, you can't, you don't correlate the two. You, you don't go like, oh, like they canceled my annual pass. And then they said, if I wanted to continue, I'd have to pay through the nose to do it. It's, uh, I don't know. I think this is, it'll be interesting to see what they replace it with um, and how they spin it. Because that's, yeah, that's mm -hmm. the important part is, you know, they don't want it to come across as just a, a cash grab, but I'm assuming that whatever new system they put in place will benefit Disney in a number of ways. Well, I think uh, talking about how they spin it comes into major play with one of the big news items that they dropped in. It also reminds me of when the resorts at Disney World started charging for parking and their reason was... Um, well, you know, that's we're just like maintaining what what everybody else does, what all the, the other industry. resorts like this is kind of the industry norm. And I remember we had also discussed saying like, but Disney had always prided itself on like separating itself yeah. from and being and offering a different experience. Um, and so I just feel like that's, you know, businesses don't make that deci decision because for, for reasons like that, it's. And I, I mean, that's the other thing. It is a business. So, you, you know, there is the, the monetary. Yeah, you understand the logic behind it. It just hurts. It, it hurts because <laughs> Disney represents so much magic for people. And when it comes down to feeling like being nickel and dimed, that seems very unmagical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you're right. Like when they, a couple of years ago, when they introduced the uh, parking fees at resorts, it was like, ah, this really, this is another fee that disney wants me to pay like it's somehow worse you know it would have been easier if they just um lumped it into to the regular price of the room uh, you know do a, a price increase and at least hide it in there so that we don't go uh, like oh really like i'm already paying for the resort room and now we have to pay for parking uh, and you might be paying for a rental on as top well. of that yeah but well, especially so if you're not a local. Should we should we move on to the Magical Express? Yeah, let's talk about... Uh, we talked... I mean, uh, I feel like it now has to have the permanent name of the Tragical Express. That's true. Yeah, no kidding. Because uh, Disney has announced that as of January 1st, 2022, um, they will no longer be offering Disney's Magical Express uh, service Let to and from... Uh, the Orlando International Airport. Let's talk about what that service was, just in case people haven't really used it or they're not familiar. Yeah, so you could fly into Orlando in MCO, the, the Orlando International Airport. Um, either you would have luggage tags sent to you and, uh, and Disney employees would pick up your luggage and take it to your resort. But like this was, this was such an exciting thing. So you would sign up and you would put in your flight information like prior to your trip and then like i don't know maybe a month or so before your trip you would get like 
Disney branded mail with like Mickey, the little magical express um, Mickey with like the captain hat on. And then you'd have like, you know, get ready for your trip. It's coming up. So it was just such a nice thing to get because you're like, it's it's happening soon. And they would give you, um, yeah, like yellow luggage tags that were stickers which meant that when you arrived at the airport, you didn't have to go wait at the baggage claim. You could just get right on the um, the express to go to your resort. And then later that night or that day, your luggage would be delivered to your room. So this was um, like great for us because it was convenient. But I can only imagine how amazing it is for families who are yeah. like also have kids in tow and not having to worry about this luggage. Um so anyway, so that once was you, part of the yeah. and the anticipation. And then once you got to the airport, um, you know, you walk is it B side? You walk down the B side to the to the main level and it uh and Disney's Magical Express would be there. You'd you'd scan in or give your uh resort information. They would tell you to stand in a line and then uh they would put you on a coach bus to um to your resort or a series of resorts if they were taking multiple people to multiple resorts. Usually the, the bus, like I would say nine out of 10 times was it's branded. Yeah. It was branded as Disney's magical express. It's like little Disney cartoons on board. Yeah. Now this is, this was something that was contracted out to mirrors. Yeah. Mirrors Um, transportation. So it like the drivers didn't work directly for Disney. Um, but it was very, it felt very Disney. Yeah. Um, so they, they did work at, at branding it and making it part of the experience. And then also the reverse. So uh, you would take it from your resort back to, to the airport. And, uh, and it was free as a resort guest. Um, I think I also want to say, like, I always felt super safe um, using it. Yeah. Like, and I went by myself um, in 2019 and, like, just felt totally confident in going to the airport. I mean, I'd been there before, but like as a solo female traveler, this was just like something I felt so comfortable using and safe and knowing that I didn't have to worry about getting lost. Like yeah. I didn't have to worry about, you know, having an Uber or a Lyft driver by myself, which I was not crazy about using um, on my own. So uh, it was just such a great option. Um, and it, Ryan, I think you said you guys, you use it sometimes. So actually, um, we've used it a few times, but we haven't used it. I want to say only. Like we used it once when Finn, who is now 11, was two. So that was a long time ago. Uh, I did use it in 2019 as well. Um, uh, We used it. I used it on the way there and then we used it on the way back. Uh, The reason why we haven't used it is we don't always fly into MCO. So it's really... Like we've flown into Tampa before and done some some trip there before we go there. And we've, and we've flown into Sanford as well, SFB, which is the other Orlando airport, much smaller. Uh, usually only services like Spirit and some smaller airlines, Allegiant. Um, so we haven't always flown into MCL, but you know, typically we would use it if that's the case. Yeah. Honestly, it's so convenient. Um, it really does start your trip off, and I hate to be cliche, but it does start it off with a bit of magic. Yeah, it does. Um, and and in a way, uh, you know, kind of reminds you of the the old yesteryear of Disney where it's that 
almost all inclusive feel of you get there and everything on property is yours and you've got you know every everywhere you want to be is is just a bus drive away mm-hmm. or now now a skyline gondola ride or <laughs> you you have all these different options and the magical express just kind of felt like the the beginning of your 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 new journey and yeah. so i'm sad to see it go one of the reasons why disney said that was because they you know they knew that today's customers had you know many opportunities to to get there using rideshare or rental cars or however they wanted to go um i i just don't buy it i was gonna say i don't know <laughs> like if this... that's that can't be the real reason no. why they chose to to end oh, that's so end nice it. of them like that's what it feels like like the tone of it feels like oh, we, we don't want you to feel bad about cheating on us. So like we're going to yeah. remove the service and then you can take Lyft or you, you know, and they also were not offering minivans now. Right. So no. we don't and know I, And I'm assuming that's back. not coming back. And I, yeah, I was going to say, I've heard that that's. Uh... So you don't have that option. And I totally understand that with not all the resorts being open, like I'm sure people are getting on the Magical Express and there's just like nobody else on there. But this is like that's part of the pandemic, right? Yeah. Like the numbers yeah. just that's, aren't there. Well, um, that's like three hundred and fifty days away. Yeah. You know, or, yeah. or however many days away. Like we're we're like almost a full year away from when they're gonna cancel it. And I would suspect that a few more resorts will be online yes. compared to where we are today by January one, twenty twenty two. So I, I yeah, to me I I had speculated before, and this is just me. I know nothing, but I do wonder if the um, parking fee um, that is now mandated if you are renting a car, um, if they were offering a free bus ride, people wouldn't be paying to park their rental car at the resort. Yeah. If they don't have a bus, now people will rent a car. But as, um, you know, my argument to that would be is if I'm running a car and I'm staying at Disney property, I'm now going to drive to universal for a day. I'm now going to drive to the beach for a day. If I don't have that rental car, I'm not leaving property. Yeah. And this is what I've heard a lot. So now we're seeing another, another perk of staying on site disappearing. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, you start to think like what, so what is keeping, what's keeping me there now? I don't have free parking. I don't have the magical express. And I also know that people are saying, well, I can get a pretty good resort experience and sometimes cheaper, especially for family suites over at universal. Oh, for sure. So now, Cabana Bay is yeah, so now like I don't doubt that a lot of people will move their primary stay over to universal and drive to Disney for a few days. Well, and I will tell you, um, I have thought about that myself for my Christmas stay only because right. I also want to do universal as well. Um, and so it's, it's uh, because this Christmas day being so uh, truncated by COVID next Christmas day feels like it should be like a big trip. Right. <laughs> so I was kind of like, you know, as well, so it, it probably will end up not being as grandiose, uh, you know, in it'll a year feel from now, like but, it though, because so much time oh, will have passed. Yeah, for sure. I'll sleep in a dumpster. It'll feel <laughs> yeah. amazing. If, if I wake up to some Florida sun and uh, see some palm trees, <laughs> no, it'd be great. Uh, no. So I, you know, I absolutely, I've thought the exact same thing. What's stopping somebody you can pay, um, you know, the, the room rates at universal are lower. Um, you know, you're still paying for parking there anyways, like you are at Disney. Now, I will say, obviously, if you're going to the parks for four or five days, it's a bit of a hassle to drive yes. back and forth yep. for sure. However, 
Um, it really depends on what kind of stay you have. Whereas I think there are people who will now decide, you know what, it's worth it for me to stay at Universal um, versus before because of all these perks being kind of taken away. Well, and I mean, right now, we don't know what if when or you know how it's going to look when they come back, but you can't get a dining plan right now. Nope. Um, and you also can't get fast passes right now. So I, I, I say all of this knowing I am fully going to stay on Disney property again. Like, <laughs> like I love it. I love the proximity. Um, but that doesn't mean that I, I feel like just having, having these things taken away, I like it's hard not to take it slightly personally. It's, <laughs> like it feels feel, like it's eating, it's eating yeah. away at the magic. Like for you're me. just, n- <laughs> yeah. I'm not valued as a guest. I know that's that's how I felt really strongly about the parking. Yeah, when it I did, happened. Yeah. I was really upset by that because it just seemed like a nickel and dime yes. client, and it not is not necessary. You, you know, you you can make up that money just by raising the price of the room yeah. twenty bucks, and I might not notice. Yep. But when you nickel and dime me for parking yeah. and raise the room rates and something else, yes. and then this, well, and- I will say, I will, I want to give my two cents on this. The bus, I I took the bus in two thousand nineteen on the same trip when Lauren was right. by herself. Yeah. I was by myself, and we met up, and um, I. I did wait a while. Right. Yeah. So I could have made it to the resort much faster if I had just left, done left. Yeah. Yeah. But that I'm sure doesn't happen for That's everyone. An, I mean, I, was I think st- it yeah. was just like a kind of a calamity of errors. I stood and waited a long time yeah. and I was pretty annoyed by that. I remember that. But yeah. I, so, you know, I mean, I, I wonder if there's any piece of like, they know their service isn't as good as it could be. I don't know. Like if other people have had that. No, that's a good, that's a good point because I know of a lot of people who say like, I don't like waiting. We're definitely renting a car. I'm taking a lift. Um, Somehow Ryan and I have never waited very long. No. So we've just lucked out. Like we usually get there early in the morning. Um, So I feel like it's kind of like when most, a lot of people arrive in the morning, if you fly in at like three o'clock in the afternoon, Maybe there's less people going. At, like I'm not yeah. sure people yeah, flying in. I do think it is. It is a um, like that. That can be a really frustrating way to start your your trip. So yes. I think there are yeah. a lot of people who this just isn't going to affect at all. Um, but one thing we had also kind of talked about, like, and what we are going to have to think about for a number of years is like. Uh, we can't just easily take a Lyft or an Uber with with a small child who needs a car seat. Yeah. Oh, the car seats are the yeah. bane of your existence. Yeah. Just you wait until you're done with them. Yeah. It's so wonderful. So, you know, yeah. going like going on the Magical Express is great for families who need a car seat. Um, and the thing with the minivans. Because the Magical Express, you don't need a car right. seat on a bus. And the, the minivans had car seats. So that's why family, even though the cost was higher. Yeah. Um, so I know that, and people are, again, speculating, talking, and, and fingers crossed that Mears will just offer its own shuttle service. Now, it will be at a cost, um, but I would, you know, with an infant, I would feel much better doing that. Yeah. And I would... You know, I, I like the idea of having it already sort of like set up and put in place and paid for. So that's, I mean, is it ideal? No, yeah. uh, but that probably works better. But the other thing we need to mention that a lot of people are saying is like, well, yeah, of course, Magical Express is going away because there's going to be this rapid train from the airport 
to Disney Springs. Yeah. So thoughts and that's, on that? Well, I think so. So yes, that train is coming. Um, uh, but probably not till 2022, right? Yeah, like definitely yeah. not. I don't think I, it's coming right. for 2021. I, what, but I mean, Magical Express is going to 2022. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think for for me, it's like we don't really know how difficult it will be, you know, to get from the airport to the train, train to Disney Springs. And then what kind of transport is Disney going to provide transport for uh, for guests from Disney Springs, like that train station to their resorts. And is there a luggage service? That's that's the thing for me is because I know, uh, you know, Disney already has resort transportation um, in the form of buses from the resorts to Disney Springs. But I don't think those buses are prepared to take on a family who has, you know, four or five pieces of luggage and uh and then has to sit down somewhere like i'm also not carting like a six month old with all their stuff and all of our stuff on like three different modes of transportation no and i think one thing that was interesting in the messaging with this announcement versus the disneyland uh right. i know past announcement was in disneyland they said well, this is going away we're going to revamp it we're going to change it something right. new is going to yeah. come back this was we're getting rid of this You've got lots of options. Um, so I don't think that, and they, and they could definitely like something could leak out later on that this is what they're doing, but I think that they did that on purpose. I don't think that they are planning on offering anything. Uh, again, yeah. that could change. Uh, and so I know that right, you know, the plan is right now that that train will stop at Disney Springs. Uh, and as we've just mentioned, I don't know logistically that I think only works for, older guests um even like a family of four who's got older teens who are willing to carry their own luggage yeah um i don't know how you do that for and i mean we've all seen it the family of five or six and dad's got like three luggages that he's trying to pull around and yeah you know like there's a stroller involved at least you know and that's you know and and honestly that in my opinion from what i you know like that's the majority of the the Disney guest mm -hmm. is that family with all that luggage and a stroller well, or two. Yeah. And we have a relatively short flight going to Disney, <laughs> like yeah. under yeah. just under three hours. But they also have a lot of guests who come from the UK, which like that's a longer flight. Um, and or and even from like the West Coast, like longer flight and you're dealing with a time change. I just can't see those guests wanting to like come off of a flight and then go to Disney Springs. Well, yeah. and can you imagine if your flight came in like late at night Yeah, yeah. and then That's you're like, I, I have to go find the train. And then once I'm on the train, we get off at Disney Springs and then I've got to wait for a bus, a bus or, a, or Uber, I guess. But yeah, I don't, I think I could be wrong, but I also don't think that Disney made the announcement of, of magical express and also said like, like you said, Ryan, but looking ahead, we're going to have this train. Like, yeah. I think it's no, been people yeah. that have made that connection. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, from what yeah. I've seen, sorry, Lauren, from no, what I've seen okay. regarding the train is it's end of 2022, more like 2023. Oh, and with okay. everything going on, I yeah. certainly would not bank on us seeing it in 2022. Yeah. No. So, and it certainly wasn't going to be at the beginning. So there's a, there's a big window that Disney didn't create, um, you know, a solution on families getting from the airport to, 
uh, to uh, their resort. So I think that that was uh, intentional. I don't think, I think Disney wants you to figure it out on your own. Um, why? Again, I'm not sure. I'm not sure the, the, you know, again, it, it, it most likely like most businesses, I'm sure there's a money um, reason behind it. I yeah. still am not sure why if Mears is going to offer a shuttle with a cost, why you wouldn't just offer the cost on the, the yeah. you know, the magical express. Which I mean, why you... maybe that's some, maybe that's something that they do, uh, like uh, implement as as an add-on where right. if you're like if you're cruise. yes yeah. so sort of like the cruise where if you're um already paying for a resort there's some option on disney's website that lets you book transportation to to the resort i think like one of the big things that we don't know about is mirrors here um, because yeah. i know mirrors transportation like in the summer laid off like 80 some odd percent of their uh of their workers uh and i know that's like the pandemic for sure but um but they're like who knows what the relationship between mirrors and disney has been like um if it were particularly rocky then yeah disney would look at alternatives or just to say you know what we're um we're ending our um our relationship apart from the fact that like I know Disney only went to mirrors in the first place because they wanted to save money on not having to pay their own drivers um, to, to drive their own buses and they just made it a mirrors thing. Um, well, and I wonder if it was also because it was off property. Yeah. Like if there was, you know, other kinds of insurance involved. Right. Um, so it could have been more of a decision based on that. And yeah, who, who knows, but I don't, I don't totally buy their reasoning as to why no, they're getting rid of it. I do wonder, Ryan, because I thought about that too. Maybe they offer a service down the road. I'm just surprised that they wouldn't have used any type of language around, you know, something new is coming in the future. Keep out, keep looking out for it. You know, we've got a new plans. Yeah. Um, I was surprised that they kind of, uh, but again. Because it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem like Disney to have not thought about the future. Well, yeah. and not even that, it, I think what's, what really sucks and just what's really hard is like that they don't care. Like they don't, this is, Disney has always been about giving the, the customer like the best guest experience Yeah. and starting, you know, from when you arrive. And now it, it just feels like that is not really driving their decisions anymore. It's pretty much a big, you're on your own. Uh, once you get to Disney, you'll have a great time. But getting there is now your your well, problem yeah. because yeah. they they stopped um, offering uh, flights that you could buy through through like Disney's as website as a package. Um, and I understand that because logistically that's a nightmare when things go wrong. Um, but uh, like to but they were still offering you know we'll pick you up from the airport and uh and bring you here and now it's like yeah until you get to disney property we're not responsible for your experience well i know like when we went last year with my parents um you know they hadn't been in like 40 years and uh so it was the first time we were doing like a longer farther away travel airline with my dad since he'd lost his sight and they left before we did yeah um but it just what could potentially be quite a stressful time for them in like the Orlando airport and traveling and, you know, um, 
it, there's just a lot of other stress that comes, comes with traveling like that. But this was one thing that like, they didn't have to worry about. Um, and actually their magical express leaving, like didn't show up. Um, now thankfully they still had plenty of time, but, but the resort and Disney just put them, like put them in a cab and got them there, which, and they paid for it. So that's, at least when it's like their responsibility and they've said, we have this service for you. Like y- you still have that, you you know that they're going to come through and now you just really are on your own. Yeah. Um, so it's just, well, and I wonder if that's part of it. They yeah, just yeah. don't want to be responsible for those things anymore. Yeah. They it's don't want the liability. Well, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and the percentage, we don't know the percentage of people who were choosing to, just go by Lyft or Uber or take a cab or rent a car. Like it seemed like uh, less and less people were using Magical Express. And and so I understand that to a certain extent, but at the same time, like you're always going to have a demographic of people who could benefit greatly from that service. And yeah, unfortunately as of January 1st, 2022, it's no longer an option. Well, and, and the one thing that, uh, you know, we, we are coming, uh, I, we're as disappointed as a lot of our listeners are, um, all seven of you. Thanks again. <laughs> um, but I do, one thing um, is we also know that all of a sudden, three weeks from now, we could have a podcast that says, and the new thing coming is transportation and it's right. going to be looking like this. So yeah, as but much it as, you it know, doesn't seem like Disney it, to, it doesn't. to make an announcement saying we're taking this away and not have a backup it could Uh, come much later yeah yeah it could be like october of 2021 or whenever they release their um package deals for 2022 like fingers crossed maybe there will be something i would Um, really hope so it just i don't i don't want to feel i don't it just doesn't feel nice it feels icky for disney to like just take away things that guests have loved and valued and it's been the reason why we've gone there and then for them to also just be like jacking up the prices like honestly if they do price increases next month like that's just gonna be another another punch to the gut because february tends to be the time um annually when when disney will put in a price hike on like tickets um what else i guess yeah like so typically we just see yeah that's when we see that happen so i don't yeah i don't know if if they well, and I mean, is now is now a good time uh, to segue into the uh, the third announcement. Speaking <laughs> yeah. of things that make us sad that they're yes. taking away. So uh, this is one that at least <laughs> I mean, it's not much of a silver lining, but it is a it is a change. So it's not just that we're losing it completely; right. it's that they have modified it. Uh, and I understand a little bit more of the logic here. Um, So in this case, we're talking about the third major announcement that Disney's made in the last uh, couple weeks, and that is the ending of extra magic hours to be replaced with early morning access. And uh, and and so, I mean, we've talked about early uh, extra magic hours in the past in terms of, you know, each day of the week, uh, a Disney park would open either. Um, an hour early or be open for a couple hours after uh, the closure of the park just for resort guests and it was a perk that was um, was something that 
was valuable. Well, do you remember like when we would go and there were extra magic hours from like 11 till 2 a.m. at Magic Kingdom? Yes, those were magical times. In the summer, like that was a ton of time where like the park emptied out and you you really could get a lot of rides done. Yeah, Um, it was amazing. And then there was also like when Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opened. So, So that's the thing is when Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opened, they they changed they modified their extra magic hours so that they had extra magic hours at hollywood studios um animal kingdom and magic kingdom every morning is that right did i forget it uh, wasn't epcot as well was no it? Yes. not epcot yes yeah uh but they they started at 6 a.m at hollywood, at studios. hollywood studios yeah so. because they wanted to deal well and they had other issues in terms of handling the crowd which is you know another podcast uh, but but yeah they they increased their extra magic hours um and they didn't want to make it like one day a week or two days a week because that would be you know everyone would cram into hollywood studios on those particular days and so they made it every day of the week and they added extra magic hours at other parks so that people felt like um they could spread out they didn't have to go on a specific day to hollywood studios there was a lot of talk that that was actually not needed (laughs) like like it was great to use but i think it would have been a lot more needed had uh rise of the resistance been open at that time yes but i i know like for the months in the fall like the summer in the fall that they had those um i don't think they actually had the crowds that they were expecting and a lot of people postponed trips yeah. Um, once they found out the opening date of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge because they, they wanted to avoid these crowds. And I mean, we went in early September and I wouldn't say I noticed any difference in crowds. No, I mean, there was a big rush right at the start yeah. of Extra Magic Hours because that's when everyone thought they had to be there. Um, but as it turns out, like it actually wasn't that long to wait to get on Smuggler's Run. It was a really yeah. well-designed uh, attraction that got a ton of people well, through it. And I remember on my own, I went at six o'clock one morning and I was done everything I wanted to do in the park five minutes before it opened. <laughs> <laughs> so I left. But anyway, uh, all, I who knows? Anyway, so, all that to say, the hours were great. And I know a lot of people, a lot of people like that was a main. That's a huge perk. Yes. It, was, it was a huge perk. And I'll say, uh, so from a logistics standpoint, um, and given that, you know, we're, we're still in a pandemic and, um, and dealing with that, um, the extra magic hours I know as the years went on just became a magnet for resort guests, um, because they wanted to make sure that they were getting, uh, as much out of it as they could. The parks like over the years have gotten busier and busier. So people would see extra magic hours as, you know, our opportunity to get there and, uh, and get an, get an edge or get an extra few rides in. Um, and so in recent years, uh, if a park had extra magic hours that day, that was the, that was the packed park. That's where the majority of people were going to be. Yeah. We started like not going to those parks that had yeah, extra magic hours. We would start hours. to avoid yes. them. Unless we were going to use the morning hour and be there like 45 minutes to half an hour early to like make use of that and then usually park hop to another park did you guys find like did you 
use the extra magic hours? So, yeah, again, and, and I always said this to, um, you know, my clients as well, is extra magic hours only work if you show up, like if you're yeah. there time. ready to go when the time, when, when it opens. Or early. Yeah. Like if it's, if it's a seven to nine magic hour, you better be there at 645 yes, because yeah. you're just, you're wasting time. It's not worth it. Go to another park. And so this is one thing that I think is interesting. So is each park going to open a half an hour early? Yes. That's the thing. So that's the new change is rather than having one park per day that has extra magic hours, every park is going to be open uh, a half an hour. Yep. Uh, before the park opens just for resort guests. But that means no evening extra magic hours. No. So well, you know, well a... you know what that means. Yeah. It doesn't mean after no hours. evening extra magic hours. It <laughs> yes. means after hour party in which yeah. costs extra. Yeah. But what worries me is um, one of the reasons I was always under the standing, understanding that they had extra magic hours was for overflow. Right. And that when the park got full, like we're looking at Memorial Day weekend, uh, you know, like the summer, the holidays, all that kind of stuff, they will put on like two to three hours of extra magic hours on, you know, both the beginning and end of the yeah. day for overflow. And so I just wonder, are they going to still do that on those occasions? Is there, you know, you know, are they still going to have some flexibility or this is, nope, this is what you get. And I think for, for the near future, that makes sense because obviously, uh, the ticket sales are not going to be what they've, what they have been Mm -hmm. um, obviously. But I I do worry about that overflow of, of traffic and that half an hour. Also, I mean, truly, honestly, if the park's opening at eight 30 instead of nine, you want to be there at eight 15. What can you do in half an hour? I was just going to say like, you you can get through, you you can get to, you, you can get, maybe you get to ride, uh, the mine train yeah maybe right and, and i would think the the hard part too is um disney doesn't hold the other guests at the yeah. entrance anymore i was gonna say so often, like at magic kingdom right people if if there were enough people uh they would let them in early you couldn't go into the lands and i know that you know disney has the capability of scanning magic bands or or keys to the world to make sure that you're a resort guest but at the same time um, all of a sudden you're half an hour, you know, uh, if the park opens at nine, regular guests are still going to show up at eight 30 to, oh, to yeah. get into the park because that's, that's how you be on time for rope drop. Like, I, I do feel like I'm pessimistic about, about this one, <laughs> but I am, I'm also curious to see what it's like when it starts and, and what, what it's, what is the feedback and are people, using it are they seeing an advantage to it i I think at the very least for me i i do appreciate how uh disney has made it every day at every park because it's easy to schedule because yeah and during that time where galaxy's edge opened um it it prevented people from really bunching up at at certain parks and i think you know this way it it doesn't make it so that everyone goes, everyone who's staying on property goes to one particular park on one particular day. Like you have the option um, and the benefit is there. It's not much of a benefit anymore because it's only half an hour. Um, but and at the only same in the morning and only in the morning, but at the same time, like if, uh, if every resort guest shows up 
at the park at eight o'clock and extra magic hours or the early morning access only starts at eight 30. It's the same. It's the same problem uh, with the regular park guests where they'll have to let them in because they don't want them bunched up at the entrance. So I, I don't know. Are they saying only half an hour because uh, if they say an hour, then it's really an hour and a half. Uh, or, or are they saying like, yeah, it's, it's a half an hour of early morning access so that when people show up an hour before, they can still let them into the park. See, I also thought when I heard half an hour, I thought, oh, I, wa- I doubt they have to schedule anybody extra time, really. No. Like, I don't think by, I- I'm sure that most of the people you need to run the park even for half an hour early, like, I'm sure all We're those guests. are already there. Yeah, they're already scheduled. So I wonder if it's also like a scheduling, um, you know, uh, payroll kind of uh, like hour issue where they also don't have to schedule people for late um, extra magic hours. Um, but it, again, it's it's one of those things of, okay, well, you're not a morning person, so you're definitely not going to use them. And now, like, now it's just another perk that, another reason to book and stay on, li- uh, stay on resort, like, is gone. Yeah, it's not as significant a time in the park when, like, half an hour with just resort guests is not really going to feel like that much. You'll get, as Ryan, as you said, you'll probably get to go on one ride and... Uh, and before everyone before the line gets too crazy and that's it although like, maybe we shouldn't be undervaluing how nice it will be to move through security earlier i don't know maybe. like sometimes but those lines can how be are they long, gonna but, but they're but not gonna they stop gonna, a non-resort gonna guest no. from going yes. through security yeah i right. do know they'll st- yeah i do know the security process is different now because they are they have the scanners uh instead of you know the the really invasive bag check that would happen all the time like they are they'll still do bag checks but it's not uh they've got some technology involved to to allow them to screen more people in a in a quicker time with the same accuracy um so maybe security won't be as big of a hold up in the future i don't know i don't know well do you think this is just their way of messing with uh touring plans <laughs> and just being like you know what we're done you guys plan all the stuff around our day forget it we're gonna throw you a wrench no more magic hours yeah you'll have to just come up with a new algorithm yeah i definitely think it's got something to do with the, the staffing that's gotta be sure. it. right yeah because yeah. if you had an hour of extra magic hours those those cast members would have to be there at least two hours if not uh like three before um so that they could get in get ready get things set up and uh and be prepared um whereas half an hour maybe they only have to be there two hours that's like that seems extreme to me (laughs) i mean i think that there's i think that there are people who work overnight and finish early i'm thinking more like the people who work on like main street i don't think they have to be there two hours early or not everybody but i yeah i think it is a I think there is a big difference in start time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, it's just one of those things where it's hard to have it. I don't know. The half an hour feels like 
well, we don't want to take everything away. So we'll give them this. Like, this will look good on paper, right? Because it's at every park. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, know, I, I want to, I want to like, there's that part of me that like wants to give it a chance. Uh, but I yeah. also feel really bad for people who just like, I know people that just would exclusively use like extra magic hours at yeah. night, especially all the time. And um, that would be a big loss. You know what this also saves? And I was thinking uh, in terms of scheduling is on uh, Disney transportation yeah. So if if Disney says the buses only start an hour before the park opens, um, those half hour points, like you're saving a half an hour start time. Yeah, and it's consistent, right? It's easy scheduling. Yeah. Hmm. I I don't know. It's uh, I'm sure there's lots of logistics involved in it. Half an hour doesn't seem like a whole lot. I think I think we're looking at yeah one maybe two rides if they're not the if they're not the uh big ticket items um but at least it's at every park like that's that's the silver lining for me is it's every park every day um but this is the equivalent of um what at universal they have their hour into uh the wizarding world of harry potter is that right like if you're a resort guest yeah you get early access yeah this is this is the equivalent of that only it's a half an hour usually if you buy tickets like i i know if you bought tickets through a travel agent yes um you also got the perk of of early entry even if you weren't staying which is yeah something that not everybody realized that's a hot tip for us there you go that's right you guys talk to your travel agent yeah um i i don't know I don't, to me, I think this is logistically a nightmare. I agree with you. I don't know. Are they going to tell people who are trying to line up who don't, who don't stand property that they can't line up for that half an hour and go into the hub? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like that's like that. But, but so say they do. Um, I will tell you right now, in my opinion, Magic Kingdom is the best option for that half an hour. Yeah. Um, I don't think in Magic Kingdom, I bet you. If you were there early and you had a half an hour that you could easily get like Peter Pan and Seven Dwarfs with a minimal weight. Yeah. But that's it. You're going to get two. Hope so. um, or or it'll be, you're going to rush to Tron and try to do right, Tron right. and Space Mountain. Right. And that's it. Whenever Tron opens. Whenever Tron yeah. opens. But I'm trying to think like for, for Hollywood Studios, it that park is still I is going to be... That half an hour, I don't think is going to do much. Yeah. Everyone's going to go to um, Toy Story Land. Oh, really? I think it's like, I would think <laughs> Mickey and Minnie because it's like right there. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, that's interesting. People will just get distracted and they go to Mickey and Minnie before they that's go where to I would uh, go. Yeah. Rise of the Resistance. Or Starbucks, or, uh... I guess. <laughs> Not me. I just mean we people need that. Love... We need that 30 minutes so that we can get into Starbucks faster than anyone so else. People do. You know that I that know, line it's always true. gets I know it's true. Right it's sad, <laughs> but it's very true. <laughs> Um, I guess what I would say is, is in Epcot, just go to Frozen your first half yeah. hour. Otherwise, yeah. uh, there's nothing. Uh, I'm getting there nothing. half an hour early, so I can be uh, the first person in line at Le Al Boulangerie Patisserie, uh, so that I can. Get... I thought you were gonna say Spaceship Earth, so you no. can do it twice. Oh, I thought you were gonna, <laughs> gonna say the land, the land. Living yeah. with the land, be, yeah. We do love that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's I, I'm. You know what? We'll obviously see how this goes. Yeah. I am optimistic that they eventually add more 
uh, morning perks, uh, morning hours. And I just think that because I think that when capacity gets back up to full or close to, they're going to need a place to put people. Well, and I mean, Disney changes their park hours on a semi-regular basis in terms of, you know, if they all of a sudden think that they're going to be particularly busy during a season, they'll extend their hours. So you have more time in the park to spread people out a little bit more. Um, so I guess you're always going to get, uh, that extra half an hour, even if, um, even if Disney decides that, you know, they want to open the parks at eight o'clock in the morning, then you'd get your seven thirty access. I'd like to add that, um, if you are upset about these things, <laughs> like there is a spot on the Disney website, um, that you can go and like fill out, a, you can basically send an email. Yeah. Um, and it's for feedback, you know, if you've had any kind of issue of any kind, really. Um, I'm sure it's, I can't remember where I found it. I think it's just under contact us and it's, it's a form right on their website. And like anytime I've used it, I have had somebody respond. Yeah. They, they have to respond. So I, I remember I wrote about my disappointment, um, over the parking fees. Um, I, I've, I try to, I try to balance it out by doing like good and then also maybe some more critical things. A compliment sandwich. Yeah. Well, and like, I know, I remember at the Coronado, we had some of the best mousekeeping I've ever had. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I really want, I, the thing is that they really do, if you leave a comment about like a particular cast member and you can leave as much information as you can about that, like that does really help that individual. So I always try to like, when there has been something really good. Uh, really positive. To, yeah. Anyway, uh, I don't think it will change anything, <laughs> but but sometimes it's just nice to feel like you can get that out there and send it to the people and you never know, like maybe down the Someone road. Someone has to read it. And, yeah. And so it's going to be on somebody's radar. And I always try to be very reasonable because... I want them to listen to me yeah. <laughs> and not just make sort of grand claims of like, I want, you know, I want, uh, I want well, Elon Musk to make a hyperloop <laughs> from MCO to, uh, to Disney. Well, I just mean, I try not to be like angry, right? Like I try to explain why, why this feels bad. Yeah. Why it doesn't, you know, to, to be somebody that maybe it's a little bit easier to sympathize with than just like brush off as being someone who's angry and doesn't get it. But anyways, that's just me. Sometimes it feels good to like, just write, write your disappointments down and send them somewhere. Yeah. So anyway, that's my piece about. (laughs) I feel like I'm trying to think of something, uh, a, a positive spin we can add on the end here because it has been it's been unfortunate updates that we've that we've provided the um the announcements that disney's come out with obviously disney has announced uh you know some interesting things as well and some and some positive things uh but these were such major announcements that we felt we had to talk about if them. you want good news from disney like go look at their conservation site yeah. or um like whatever's who's going the, on at Animal who's the new, Kingdom, the new Rhino Ranger. Yeah, the baby they oh, named baby the baby the baby Rhino. Uh, yeah, his name is Ranger. He's pretty cute. I saw a video of him like they were playing with bubbles with him, and he was popping <laughs> them. Um, I saw that the Seas Pavilion is celebrating 35 years. Yeah. Uh, so I I always find like I follow that Dr. Mark. I can't remember his last name, but Dr. Mark on Instagram. 
Um, you know, he's way up there in like the animal care and at Animal Kingdom. And he always posts really lovely, you know, fun, cute things with the animals. Yeah. Well, and also, um, if you're into Lego or know oh, somebody yes. who is, uh, they just celebrated the Riviera Resort's uh, yeah, first anniversary, uh, where they built an entirely a scale model into Lego, and it looked <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. Um, so definitely, that's on uh, the Disney Parks blog as well. So uh, again, not all doom and gloom. Obviously, yeah. we still love we still love the House of the Mouse and all the wonderful <laughs> yeah. things. However uh you know we want to be realistic as yeah. well and, and uh, tell you guys all the news not just the fun stuff yeah well and i'm gonna say that perhaps with all this bad news some good news will have to come maybe yeah. as yes. force them to give us yeah. some good news yeah that's a good that's a good way to what are we gonna wish it. for then <laughs> <laughs> what, what can we make happen yeah. what, what what rumors can we put out there i'm gonna go with canadian ticket discount oh <laughs> Whoa. Let's blow Whoa. up the internet, the I Canadian know. internet. No way at all. I will say, I did say, I saw somebody. Um, I'm gonna. I, I pretty. I, it's a tourist blog, Disney tourist blog, who I love to read. So I'm not. I'm not besmirching, but I believe he had a post saying that he sees the dining plan coming back in the future, and then he also said, which means free dining will come back in the future. Yeah. yeah. And that all sounds well and good, and I'm sure it will. But the future is a very long way away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so. Yeah, I would not hold my breath on any you know promotion what? for 2021. But you know what I would love? like Or I would a big just, promotion like free dining or Canadian tickets. I don't yeah. even need a promotion if if our dollars get close to on par again. Yeah. Oh, right? Yes. Like, <laughs> that would be... Yeah. That would I, be great news. That would be amazing. And it would be so much easier. And I would not need the Canadian ticket deal, but I would still take it if uh, our dollar was like... I'm just even saying a little closer. Yeah. Then it wouldn't hurt so much if you had to pay for an Uber or yeah. Lyft from the airport. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. Uh, or for after hours parties. Or yeah, after hours <laughs> parties might look a little bit more yeah. attainable. Yeah. Um, I that's probably a good place to to end it there. Um, we've covered a lot. Uh our top the three major bombshells that came out from Disney um and our reactions to them i i do agree i think we do have some optimism that you know maybe this means that we're gonna have good announcements in the future um of things of other options because i feel like um and maybe we just need to be patient yeah for disney to get back on track Sure. You know? Yeah. Like maybe it's just going to take a little while. I think I probably would have accepted it a little bit more if they were like in response to the pandemic, we've had to, we've decided to limit these, uh, these options, but, uh, but we hope once we are back running at full capacity to, to offer them again in the future or offer an equivalent in the future. But obviously, you know, that's, that's for Disney PR to, to handle. And, uh, I and we have, didn't get it. I have two words about all these changes. Bob Chapek. <laughs> That's what I'm going to just put out there. Dear Thanks Mr. Chapek, <laughs> you are not listening to this podcast. <laughs> but if somebody no. near you is listening to this podcast, <laughs> please uh, please pass on our grievances yeah. and, Those... uh, and our request that you make sure that the guest experience is magical from start to finish, even if that means from the airport. Yeah. And those views do not reflect all of those on the podcast. Those of Lauren Miller and Hamilton. Are you into uh, Bob Chapek? 
Oh, no. Oh. I just think that... No, not at all. I'm not saying that he is good nor not good. I'm just saying I, I, I think there's... I can't pinpoint any right. of these decisions on one person. No, I believe true. that there is yeah. there is a uh like just like in Hamilton, there is a room where it happens, and I'm sure there are many people. <laughs> you in mentioned that room, our city. I, <laughs> no, sorry. Well, there must be there probably is a room where it happens oh. in Hamilton in Ontario as yeah. well. Um go visit Dundurn Castle. It's so cool. Um but uh, no, I mean like I, I it's I'm sure that there is a directive from ownership that that has to trickle down to people making decisions oh absolutely uh but uh i mean isn't chapex still have quite a lot of insight and uh perspective from uh Iger as well probably yeah. but i just you know if you're the if you're gonna be like the, the ceo you're, you're the, the face of it you're the face the, of it yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. well, it's too bad they don't have too bad they don't have Mickey run it. You know, they yeah. should be. You know, and we'd be like, oh, I can't be mad at Mickey. Well, Look and wasn't there wasn't there like a long time ago? I think like they had a um, like a mayor. Like people would characters would run for mayor each day that you were there, <laughs> and there was like a vote in the nineties. And I think it was like Captain Hook, Winnie the Pooh. Oh, really? I think so. I'm pretty that sure. Sounds amazing. I'm pretty sure I heard. Um, Oh, what's his, like, Lou Mangiello's podcast, WDW Radio. I oh, think yeah. they did yeah. an episode about it, and it sounded really cute. And, like, imagine if Winnie the Pooh was running everything. Yeah. Oh, oh for sure. And I would vote for him. Yes. Hands down. I'm not voting for Kevin. <laughs> that should be a podcast. <laughs> that should be a podcast. Who would we vote? Yeah. For Disney you know, like, categories. As much as I love Disney Donald, Mayor. I don't think he would have my right. vote. <laughs> no way. <laughs> he's too He's too volatile. <laughs> anyway. Tankers. All that, to but say. he'd be better than the other Donald. Uh, oh, yeah, yes, yeah. That's true. <laughs> oh snap! And on that note, yeah, that's a good place to end it. Yeah, um, yeah uh, we we invite you to, um, you know, still head over to our Facebook page and Instagram page and uh, and give us a like on on our on our posts that uh if you follow us there it it does help us out well and so do reviews and reviews and subscriptions to the podcast please subscribe in whatever uh wherever you get your podcasts apple apple podcasts spotify amazon uh google podcasts there's there's all sorts of places that you can find us uh subscriptions really help um us and uh and yeah we're really grateful for it um, but maybe in, in lieu of leaving a comment on our Facebook page, maybe you could go to uh, Disney's website and leave a comment <laughs> yeah. uh, for for them about uh, your feelings of the Magical Express and extra magic hours. And if you're in California, um, the Disneyland annual passes. Um, but we're going to leave it there. We want to thank you so much for joining us on behalf of myself, Ryan and Lauren and ryan and lauren we are the double doubles you've been listening to dole whips and double doubles thanks so much for listening and we look forward to you joining us again next time bye